I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. Everyone Invested is a spin-out from Belgian bank KBC Group. As a wealth tech, and as the name suggests, its goal is to get people into the investing habit, offering financial institutions software solutions designed specifically to help drive sales, retain customers, and rejuvenate their financial offerings through personalized investor-centric experiences powered by behavioral insights. I asked the firm's managing director, Jürgen Vandenbroek, to explain. But first, do you want to access the $10 billion Middle East fintech opportunity? If the answer is yes, then join the CEDA IBSI Fintech Lab and fast-track your journey of market expansion to the GCC with us. As a Fintech Lab member, you'll have access to skilled mentors and have the opportunity to learn, network, and collaborate with like-minded individuals, building your knowledge base, skills, and connections. Visit www.cedaribsifintechlab.com. Now, back to our conversation with Jürgen Vandenbroek of Everyone Invested. The team that is currently uh, in Everyone Invested for many years uh, was the innovation team of KBC Asset Management. And in that respect, we have uh, been helping KBC in building an appealing investment offering. But before I elaborate on that, maybe for your information, KBC has a captive model, as they call it, meaning that in every branch or channel, if you go to KBC asking for investment solutions, then by default, they come from the in-house asset management company. So that means that the innovation team of KBC Asset Management has a privileged position, so to speak, but also heavy responsibility in building investment solutions that uh, make this captive model successful, also from a business point of view, in support with the many distributors within the organization. Now, with that position as innovation team, for many years, let's say until 10 years ago, we were looking for the holy grail investment strategy, high return, low risk. But that evolved uh, gradually and surely into building solutions that helped selling more of the existing funds through digital distribution channels. So more and more, the innovation team was coming up with tools and techniques that increase and support the fee business going through the digital distribution channels. And we did so apparently with great success in the sense that four years ago, we then pitched to the senior management of KBC Group the idea of putting the team and its know-how and solutions into a dedicated company, which then uh, was established as everyone invested. We are 100% owned by KBC Asset Management, but we act in all independence, uh, by which I mean we have uh, our own independent go-to-market and commercial strategy. Uh, all our technology runs in the public cloud, so there's no connection whatsoever with the KBC IT systems, which is a very important factor, of course, for our credibility uh, in collaboration with other banks, that none of their data would ever pass KBC channels. And to prove that point, uh, when we deploy our solutions at KBC, then we ourselves are considered an external vendor. So we have to pass all the governance and security tests like any other vendor would do. So that's the history. If you compare it with other startups or fintechs, the big differentiator, I think, is that all our solutions are live and have been developed and tested within the context of a established corporate company like KBC. 
and we bring knowledge to other banks, knowledge not only with respect to the technology, but most importantly also with respect to the business content that comes with building user flows in a regulatory burdened area like investments. So we have for many years as a team helped legal risk and compliance teams getting these type of projects through their internal governance. And that is now a very good asset, a valuable asset when dealing with other institutions of the shapes and and organizations like KBC. What you're doing, how you're doing it can, in fact, turn compliance to commercial advantage for you. It depends a bit, of course. We have multiple solutions and one of them, indeed, we try to have a catchphrase for each of them. And one of them has as a catchphrase, indeed, that it turns compliance into performance. It's a solution that deals with investor risk profiling, which a which is a legal must-do when you seek investment advice as a, as, a, as a client. And there, indeed, the conventional way is to have a Q&A kind of procedure, which in itself has been criticized not only for being boring, but also for being poorly predictive <laughs> of future behavior. But there we try to uplift it and enhance it into a more engaging journey simply by leveraging on the means of technology to make this more interactive. The obvious way is to smash the questionnaire on the screen of a smartphone, but we know from experience that's a killer for conversion. So we simply (laughs) use technology to make it more interactive. And next to that, we also use our profound knowledge of behavioral finance which is not a goal in itself, but is a very grateful toolkit of techniques and, and, and methodologies to assist in building digital processes that successfully compensate the lack of human encouragement. Let's talk a little bit about the behavioral insights that you were just talking about. What benefits, what advantages do they offer and how do you get people to give them? Let me first clarify, uh, Robin, by which I'm, what I mean by behavioral insights. I mean, just to get the expectations right. Eh? What I refer to is not necessarily data insights from your behavior from which we make certain deductions on what your future behavior might be. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, for example, it, it traces back to a quote I read once from a guy called uh, Andrew Lowe. He's a professor at MIT. He's a rock star. He's a very uh, famous uh, academic. He really makes world tours if he writes a new book and so on. Uh, I have my money on him for one of the future Nobel Prizes. And he had, as an article in the Wall Street Journal, he said, investing is an emotional process. And capturing the emotional component of investing, to him, is the greatest challenge of financial technology. By this, he means that in many cases, Digital investing processes are very poorly successful. He wrote his article in 2016, I must admit, but at the time he said, we are too much automating the processes that work in branches in collaboration with people. It should be much more than that. And Andrew Lowe and many of his followers have said, look, there's lots of things to learn from behavioral finance which is a stream which has been developing for many, many decades and has produced a number of Nobel laureates themselves. It's a field of expertise that is putting into algorithms a better understanding of human decision-making. And he says, look, if we try to build digital processes, yes, it's about technology and yes, it's about algorithms, but let's make sure that those algorithms are also taken care of and address the human nature of decision-making. 
So all this to say that if I talk about behavioral insights, for example, in the context of investor profiling that we talked about just now, then I mean that behavioral finance helps to, first of all, improve the method of a Q&A, turn it into a more interactive, playful journey, but at the same time, also address elements from the human behavior that go beyond the classic assumption of people being rational, because we know that if the going gets tough, Specifically, if people have easy access to their investments, then it's very tempted to be overwhelmed by emotions and push the sell button. That's also something our technology helps to avoid. We help with everyone invested to build tooling into the digital distribution channels of banks that will help more people and preferably new investors to push the buy button. But equally, we'll try to make them stay away from the sell button afterwards. And that's where behavioral insights, being behavioral finance and, and algorithms, but also indeed insights of client behavior, help to build optimal user flows. And we like to say that we combine three things in an optimal balance, which is user convenience. People have to be able to succeed and complete the journey themselves independently. Business impact, we want more people to go through this process. And thirdly, regulatory compliance. And that's something that is sometimes, well, not overlooked, of course, because every process needs to be compliant. But for many banks that we have talked to, the regulatory compliance was a, a showstopper for building such a process in the first place. Because it's complicated. It sounds to me as though the first thing that your service needs on its front page is what was described in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as in large friendly letters, the phrase, don't panic. Indeed, yeah. Fear should not be an option. What's the target market for everyone invested? You're obviously looking at banks and, and financial institutions as your target market. Where are you seeking them? Is it just Europe? Is it elsewhere as well? There's no uh, geographical restriction necessarily, but of course, if you have to start somewhere, then you start from where you originate. So we have indeed naturally been looking mainly at uh, at Europe. To be honest, our default go-to-market strategy initially was let's try to smart copy to other banks what we know has worked at KBC. So that means that indeed our initial business development pipeline was focusing on European-based retail banks, if I can put it like that, that have an investment, uh, digital investment strategy. Now, that has evolved because uh, we've been around for some now three years. So that has evolved in the sense that uh, we have quite some leads and also, in, by the meantime, by the way, uh, realizations and, and implementations at some of these large European retail banks. But we have in parallel also developed a development or business development pipeline with uh, wealth managers, asset managers that service direct clients, preferably in a more digital way. There were more of such prospects than we initially initially thought. So that's, that's why this has been, let's say, become our second focus or a parallel go-to-market strategy. So what do you actually supply? As in, if, if I come to you or you come to me as, an, as I'm an institution, you're everyone invested, what are you offering me that is going to stitch into my systems? What am I going to be offering to my clients, my potential investors that you bring to the table? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I can talk about, let's say, a general overview of our solutions. But before I do, let me give you a little bit of a more overarching uh, observation in the sense, what do these solutions aim to realize for you as a bank? And it's what we try to achieve is fully reflected in our company name, Everyone Invested. And in mindset and philosophy is fully aligned with what in Europe these days is known as the retail investment strategy of the European Union or things like consumer duty in the UK, which is about trying to increase financial participation amongst the general public in a way that we leverage on the increased digital literacy with tooling that has a specific interest into preserving investor protection. So those are the three pillars that I now have raised of the European investment strategy. But it's very much what we try to achieve, get more people invested digitally by offering tools that hopefully, of course, look simple and easy to use, but are based on sound methodologies to make more conscious investment decisions. So that's our mission. That's really what we are what we are here for. Now, what kind of solutions do we offer to realize that? And uh, there we have, let's say, two categories. We have a set of solutions that focus on investor recruitment, getting people push the start button and buy button. And we have a set of solutions that focus on investor retention, keeping people invested for longer and make them stay away from the sell button. The recruitment section is most interesting in the sense that it's uh, less technical. And for example, we have a solution on micro-investing known from the US and also some European uh, alternatives where you say, look, let's round every digital payment a client makes. Let's round it upwards and make the roundings contribute to an investment. The big, big differentiator that we have in our solution is that for end users, they don't have to download a separate app where they have to link an account and then give consent every time the roundings have accumulated to a certain threshold. No, we integrate an API into the existing banking app that the end users are already trusting and using. And we just make sure that we build a screen flow based on choice architecture and that standard behavioral economics come in that allows clients to easily find this button that they have to push once, which gives consent for the rounding of their payments. And as of then, they invest forever, so to speak. So that's what, what we do. For example, at the investor recruitment simplest option or simplest solution is on micro-investing. We have done this since 2018 already at KBC Belgium. Then it was quickly smart copied in some other entities of KBC Group. A vast amount of clients use this, but more importantly, a majority of them have never invested before. And they are on average 25 years younger than the people that visit the branch for investment advice. That's really the kind of qualitative KPIs that we like to see uh, realized because it's really about using, in this case, technology being the banking app to get investing into the world of people that would otherwise be still underserved or unserved audiences. We really believe that within, of course, the span and the reach of your own financial capacity, it is worthwhile to at least consider to, to invest to some extent. And this helps to achieve that goal. The name Everyone Invested is not just a catchphrase, it is also a call to arms. Exactly. It's really what our main goal is to digitally narrow the distance between the clients of a bank and the investment offering of that bank. 
This is not about selling KBC funds to other banks. That's not what we do. I mean, that's not part of the picture even. We really want to make sure that in many cases, to be honest, banks have already invested in digital investment processes. What they use our help for then is to make sure that more people find that process and that more people complete the process in in the sense of uh, getting to an investment. Jürgen Vandenbroek, Managing Director at Wealthtech, Everyone Invested.